Start your engines and join me in the new mobile game, RuPaul's Drag Race Superstar. May the best superstar win. Available now. In a world full of straight people, aren't you glad there's WOW Presents Plus, the number one place in the world to see Drag Race? Subscribe to WOW Presents Plus. Still only $4.99. Subscribe today as streamed on TV. I'm Matt McConkey. I'm a writer, performer, and host of this podcast about And Just Like That. But now that we've recapped both seasons of the show, I couldn't help but wonder, should I go back and cover the original Sex in the City? The answer, of course, is no, but I can't be stopped, so every week I'll be joined by my very own Mirandas and Charlottes to unpack an episode or movie of their choosing. We're doing Sex in the City Roulette with extra Samantha and none of the Che. And just like Matt, welcome to the show. Hey everyone, what you are about to hear is the second half of a two-part conversation. We're talking about the Sex and the City movie with my amazing guests, Marin Dungey and Drew Drogi. Part one was last week's. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to that first, because this is the second half of my conversation with Marin and Drew about the Sex and the City movie. Enjoy. So Samantha, the weight gain thing is so... Wait, why are we skipping the weight gain? Oh, we'll start wherever you want. Well, no, because should we not? I feel like we should go in order, like, because then I'll get lost. Yeah. Because the weight gain's at the end. Yeah. The weight gain's at the end. Yeah. I'm just thinking of her character in general. I mean, initially, she's in LA. She's, you know, uh, her whole life is is revolving around Smith. And she's got the hot next door neighbor. It was very hot. It was very hot. And and she's very hot the whole time, too. And that's when they announced that at the end. I was like, I don't. No, that that part was offensive. Like that was way more offensive than anything. Like that was that was like you are writing essentially a love letter to the women who love this show, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. the women, not that the like the you know there's not guys and gays and ever who love the show, but like this is a love letter to women uh, of a certain age, and now you're gonna fucking weight shame somebody like who's not even it it was the saddest weakest (laughs) device i've ever seen it was they had to get like a like a double to do that even because it's like she doesn't have anything like yeah well yeah they really wrote an interesting line walked an interesting line here because on one hand like the actor's body didn't really she she looked amazing the entire time and she like laying out naked with sushi and he didn't show up because he was right five minutes ago and now she's like fat they make they you know and very wisely they have carrie say obviously you would be beautiful at any weight but at the same time they're all talking about it as if it's like a grotesque weight. it's like yeah carrie also says like how could you not notice? And it's like, well, I don't see it. I, no, I don't see it I, at it's, all. It's confusing. There's kinda, yeah, there's no way out of that. Like, had Kim Cattrall actually gained a lot of weight, that right, or put on a fat suit, suit or something? Been, yeah, all that of it's kind of like, because it's then it's look, like we have to look, call out this thing. And unless, 
that actually happened and the actor was like, you know what, I'm gonna call it out and we're gonna be like, and I am beautiful at any age and we, but it's just a very tricky thing to ever, you know, go to. And you know, as, as somebody who was, I was so offended by that movie, The Whale that came out last year. I'm like, I don't like oh, yeah. when we're, I don't enjoy that as a, as a plot point either. So it's, it's some, um, yeah, it was just, it was just really bizarre to me. And I don't know as someone who didn't watch the show, if that would have, if that came up a lot, Never at all, but okay. Yeah. And look, you know, in the nineties when this did come out, right? This is like originally, mm -hmm. you know, there's things that you could talk about and say and do and whatever right. that you absolutely cannot at all. Like, I mean, like, you know, you had fat Monica on friends. Right. Because, right. So shallow but, howl and all that stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. But this seems it was, a, it was, it was a cheap, sad shot and unnecessary. So yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the sushi sequence. I do remember, and again, I, I love every minute of this movie. It is <laughs> my favorite thing from the Sex and the City canon. But in the, the like Samantha's sushi sequence, I remember even the first time I saw it, like, this is kind of the moment where I'm feeling the two hours and 26 minutes a mm, little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I was, I'm, I'm good. All the way, I loved it when we left. Like, like, let's get back. Like, when we left Mexico and she gets back to uh, New York and gets her shit together and colors her hair and all those things. Like, we're moving. Like, I was mm -hmm. like, I like that she's. She, I like that they were like, you have to get your life back together without him. Let's go. And she did. And mm -hmm. I like that. Yes. But yes, I, you're not wrong. Like, that's what that those those scenes in Los Angeles felt very like. The sushi, yeah. the sushi for me, I laughed out loud at the, her standing up and the sushi that kept falling off of her. That was. <laughs> hilarious to me because I just like it was just so so just silly and stupid. Like, I was like, oh my god, more and more and more and different yeah. kinds of sushi and rice and different things falling off of her. But it was there was another element of like it's so desperate and it goes for so long and it's also like oh god, he's not yeah. worth it. Go to that neighbor, my god. I know. Here's Samantha. Just and you're a gay man who's got that living next door to you. Enjoy that. You know what I mean? Do it. Yeah. I know. Maybe if she comes back in and just like that, we can have her reunite with him. Mm. Now, Marin, are you implying that you like Carrie as a brunette? Um, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, like, look, I love her as a blonde. And it's so funny. Like, I always think about when she started the series. Like, if you look at the pilot, she looks awful. Awful. <laughs> How they kept that as the pilot and didn't reshoot it is unbelievable because she just looks not great with that shorter hair. Like she looks, she's got her like Annie curly blonde short hair and it's, just, and it's, it's blondie breath, but it's, and like through that course of like, they clearly shot the pilot, they went away, they came back and then they're like extensions, blonder, like, and they did it and it, it and then she just became this main and it, you know, but whoever colored it did a great job in the, the brunette. She looks beautiful. I mean, like she knows her, her look now and she looks really good. I thought she looked great. Yeah. I just loved that she, I love that she put her head in the witness protection program. Like there was a great line about it. <laughs> yeah. It was really, really good. I liked her getting her life together and the phone. I mean, Jennifer Hudson is terrible in this. Oh yeah. And and it's a terrible use of her. And it's it all of it's terrible. It's the it's just it's cringy. And as a black person, it's super fucking cringy. It was so we need a black person because everyone's complaining. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we go. It's what? yeah. Let's let us remember this person is an Oscar winner. You know, not for this performance. Who's, who's given so little to one. do? Who comes in so late yes. in the movie that you're like all of a sudden like, oh, now we have this new character that we don't get. We literally, I mean, Saint Louise from Saint Louis, and. <laughs> This, the whole Marin saint, has taken off her glasses and the whole sat saint back. of it all is sort of like oh god can she just be a flawed yeah. interesting person like the other magical negro yeah the magical negro the best thing for me was that we got annalee ashford and bridget everett leading up like in a montage of like oh my god it's oh, yeah. ashford. oh my god it's bridget everett like that was so fun Ooh, leading up to and then it was that was that weird reveal of that one guy who's like, I think I'm great for the job. And then it's wearing these bright pink, like Barbie pumps. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. fun, cute, fun. And then we get to Jennifer Hudson and I was like, oh, right. I forgot that she's literally shoved into this movie Dubbed. an hour in. And her character is she's a cyber wizard. Like she's just really good on the computer. <laughs> but and never... very into fashion. Yes. And oh, that. Louis, or, my own yeah, Louis Vuitton she, moment was wild. Also, how she hold like you're you when she was like holding the bag the way she held it, it was like nobody who really loves fashion holds a bag like that. Like just mm. let's be perfectly clear. Like she like it was like you're ready for like what are you for? <laughs> like your Barbie purse? <laughs> like it was. Uh, she, she rents her clothes like she. I mean, I know it's like wild, but again, you're like you're in New York. There are bed bugs. What are you doing? Yeah. I, <laughs> Fully. Yeah, <laughs> you're so right. I mean, my sister-in-law in New York is a big rent the runaway person. And I'm always like, God, that seems like the way to live. But you're making some points. I mean, they I, have yeah. to, that's a real company, but like I still, it's gross. It's also, like, yeah. You to walk around, like that's another thing. It's like you rent the runway because you're getting an address for an event or something like that. Right. Just rent your bag. Like, go buy a knock. You're in New York. They're on the street. Like, a million of them. Like, I've bought them. Like, they're, you know what I'm saying? It's fun Mm -hmm. to, like, they they do great knockoffs. Like, what do you for 26 bucks? Like, it was, it's, this is a device put together by a man who who does, has never had to do this. Like, it's like, nobody does that. Yeah, you know, it's a tough character, when she when she when they say goodbye i gotta say just like everything else in this movie at the end of the day it does make me cry and i wonder if there is room for them to bring her back in and just like that and try to do justice for jennifer hudson Mm. Mm, i don't need it I feel like the black women that they use now are being utilized in a much better space. Karen, yeah. just stay on the morning show. You're doing great. What the fuck? Like you don't need this job. Mm-hmm. You're doing great work over there. Like that, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. and you had a good first season here, but like now it's like what? But my homegirl, what's her name? Nicole Ari Parker, Parker. is fantastic. And that's oh, right. She's on it just like that. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's yeah. Right. And she's exactly right. And she fits in the world. And she is all like, it was a, it was a hard ascent to get in with her, like with all, all of it. Cause it was like, Oh wait, too many new, like what's happening. We're trying to fill the Samantha void. And then second season, they found their, their, their stride. It got a lot. Yeah. Better. A lot better. And- I won't veer us too far mm-hmm. into this. Cause I know you're not watching Drew, but the, since we're on the topic, 
we know now Sara Ramirez is not coming back. I predict that oh, Karen Pittman will be back. I've heard that as well. Like, back. I know all these yeah. things. You can't avoid it. Like, you, you can't, can't avoid, avoid this. Like, I already know that everyone hates Che, che Diaz. Yeah. Having never watched it, but I know that everyone's like, oh my God, Che Diaz. And it's like the jokes of Che Diaz and her not coming back. And we don't need Che. Yeah. yeah. No, Che is, che is a good riddance, but I also predict Karen Pittman won't be back only because it seemed like she had so little time to even be in the second season. And I love, I mean, her as an actor, obviously, but I love that character too. But I also think the show will maybe benefit from literally just fewer characters to track. Mm. Agreed. We don't need her. I mean, she was, she's lovely and she's great and she's super talented, but, and it was a good thing for Miranda for a minute. We don't need her. Like if she's not going to be like a girlfriend or some sort of love interest for Miranda or anything like that, like we're good. We're, we're all set. Yeah. Not get Luke, Winnow, Karen out of a, a part, but. We're good. You know, this show is all about honest conversations where we we really face our fears. And for some of us, it's a fear of aging. For some of us, it's a fear of carbs. And hey, I get it. The fear is real. But that is why I'm so excited to tell you about our sponsor, Hero Bread. Hero Bread has remade many of your favorite foods, but in these fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. Two of my favorite things. I've always said, if I ever have twin children, their names are going to be protein and fiber. What did I have for lunch today? A tuna sandwich on their seeded bread. It was the perfect texture. It toasts up just like a dream. My God, was it good. And right now, if you go to hero.com, CO and use code like Matt, you will get 10% off your first order. So don't give up on being a breadhead because Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co, use code like Matt at checkout. That's like Matt at H E R O.co. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I'm a big therapy person. I would say, For me, the greatest benefit of therapy, if I can look back at all of the years that I have spent in therapy, has been changing the way that I speak to myself internally. You know, everybody always says like, yeah, treat yourself the way that you would treat a friend. That's much easier said than done. So many of us are our own worst critics and it, it, it takes some, some, some help to untangle that. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So take a moment, visit betterhelp.com slash like Matt today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash like Matt. So then maybe we don't need Louise from St. Louis to oh, come God. in. Stay in St. Louis. <laughs> another that? moment that's that... Oh, oh, sorry, I was oh that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, that is another moment that makes me cry. Same. I love that. When what, when what? New Year's Eve when she... Oh, like, New Year's Eve. Yeah. And the song they use is perfect. It's just mm-hmm. it's really... Uh, special like it just it, it's just another moment that sort of solidifies when they are real and when they are friends and like they're yes. doing like you wouldn't necessarily do but like i love it i do love it 
I do too. That's the thing for me as a like really as an outsider watching. I really I agree. I love their genuine moments more than a lot of the comedy bits that they're going for. And I feel like a lot of it is just like it's got to be hard. And I think with every show, you 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 grow up, you know, when you start a show where you're like, oh, we're young and we're fun in the city, you know. And there's there's a different there there needs a more, and not that you know it's not like we have to be dowagers. <laughs> we have to be all serious. But when you get older, you're like less different things are funny, and there are plenty of funny things. And it's not that it has to turn into the Golden Girls and all about that, but it is a thing I think that it's hard. Why like animated shows are allowed to like Bart Simpson's always going to be the same age, mm. but as characters grow and mature, you're kind of like, do we really need you know that? And so maybe that's for me watching it. I'm going what? And I think it's like when they're just together, like that scene where she yeah she runs through the rain to, to they to be with each other on New Year's Eve is so beautiful, and it's like you're watching that going oh they're great. Yeah. in this and maybe more based in that i don't know yeah no you're absolutely right and i i mean and i will say that like because my kids are enormous simpsons fans like i tire of the fact that they don't grow i tire of the fact yeah. that like the same thing all, all the time um i like and i think that they have to find their footing and they and i think that that's what we love about this movie is that 70 percent of the movie is good in that they have mm -hmm. more solid real interesting things and the, or the things that are funny and sweet work then mm -hmm. they don't. and i think that they wow. they drank the kool-aid and went and shot for the moon in the second one because you know then the second the second one is literally labels 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 the whole thing is like a fashion mm -hmm. show. it's called just a fashion show that's sewn together with the thinnest of pot of a yeah it's like what that's, but yeah, yeah. You know, lawrence of my labia is you yes. know so much of it <laughs> okay <laughs> And, but like, you know, the device of St. Louise is fine and how she does, Carrie did need someone outside of those yes. three to put her back together again. And I don't mind that. I mind that they made her a magical Negro, but that, and, and at least they gave her like a boyfriend and a reason and a, you know, they get a last name, like many things that my character would never have, <laughs> but uh, she did need somebody outside of it to box up the thing and remind her to go to the apartment, you know, and to, and to, to hide her emails and all that, those mm -hmm. things. So it does work. It does work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's not, she's just not great at it. And and it's not, it's not a well-written part. Yeah. Yeah. And I just didn't love that Carrie had to save her by giving her her own Louis Vuitton bag. That moment was real cringy for me and the way she's acting all of it. I was like, Ooh, we don't need this at all. The fact that, you know, and again, yeah, to your point, they're doing that, but they could, but she, she doesn't need, if she's going to be a saint, like maybe she doesn't need the help. Like, oh, she's getting her own, you're buying her own purse. Thank you, savior. You know, it's a little bit like. Yeah, white, it's yeah. gross. Yeah. It's, it's when they act in ways that you're like, oh, you know, they didn't see that as a problem, you know, but like, you know, Again, in the 90s, they had an entire show where there were no black people. Ever. Right, right, and right. People okay with that, <laughs> you know. And I watched it, and we were okay with it, you know. Like, there's so wild, yeah. You learn. Everybody's learning. They learned. They learned, and that's the good news. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like the bridge, I like the Miranda Bridge thing. The the oh my god! Speaking of moments that make me cry, the, yeah, I, I feel like Miranda and Steve's story yeah. is one of the best executed relationships arc like in all of sex and the city 
like when that Al Green song comes in and she sees the milk mustache in the mirror and they're on the Brooklyn Bridge, they finally see each other. Gonna start crying again. Uh, so good. It's, it's, so it's well done. It's they figured that out and it was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say something else about the Jennifer Hudson thing, but I don't oh, you know, the, so when I was on Watch What Happens this past summer, I don't think I ever talked about this on the podcast to plug to promote this podcast, you know, was out of my mind it's, it's a live show and you're shot out of a cannon and you have all these things planned to say and then none of it goes as planned and right, whatever right. it was fine it was fun but you know andy asked me about this podcast and then oh and then they did the, the oh this is what it was they did the viewer question thing and somebody said what's the worst episode of sex in the city and i'm thinking like there isn't one of course but uh, but my mind immediately went to i'm sure you'll know the one i'm talking about Marin when Samantha dates a black man and then there's like, she has like a rivalry with his sister. And it's just like, so literally all I said on the show, I just go, Oh, the one where Samantha dates a black man. And then they move on. So that's my answer. <laughs> Started getting some tweets where it was like, why did he say that? What's wrong with that? But because in my mind, it's like so obvious why that. It's so that. inept. It's just, the, the, yeah. And like, and if you look at any lists, it is listed as the worst ep, one of like the oh. worst ep, like, like there's like the top, you know, they, they right. bring at one point. And it is because it's just so ham handed the way they handle it. It's just, yeah. oh, it's that one. That one's bad. The one where she dates the like 20 something. It's, oh God, who's that actor? The F1 from Justified. Timothy Oliphant. I don't remember. Or... Yes, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, yeah. He has like a coffee filter, is like like toilet paper. Oh, there's just oh like, yeah. There's some that are pretty bad, but yes, the the Jennifer Hudson of it is not great. Not great. We finally know how to handle race better in the show now because they are not talking about it all the time. And the people who talk about it are the people who have the race not outside of it. Right, right. That's yeah. how you do it. Yeah. And and I and it's also I think maybe a little hard to see Jennifer Hudson just knowing what we know as an audience as like low status as like someone who's already such a superstar, yeah. like she's you sort of just don't buy her as like an like a mm -hmm. lowly assistant in general, but you know, the only thing that I really liked about their relationship, other than what that look, you needed somebody to do that. It didn't need to be mm -hmm. her when they had that scene where she was like. She took her for drinks, you know. She's like, as the yeah. as the like the woman with the whatever, like I I pay for the, you know. It's like, and yes, you should. You're her boss, and blah blah blah. Yeah. And they have that really great conversation. You know, I liked the idea of her passing the mantle of the twenty something New Yorkness to her, and that yeah. was, and she could have done it with anybody. It didn't have to be Jennifer Hudson, but um, yeah. you know, yeah, I have a soft spot for it because I was an assistant. For such a long time when I was that age range and the moments that like the boss would give me a nice gift or like we would go out together or we, we would get to have like a human connection for a moment and I wasn't just like employee were so meaningful. By the anyway. way, I think that it wasn't her giving the gift if she had done it in a way if Carrie hadn't fucking been there and had just been like left it for her it would have been better. It was that she made a big fucking display oh, of uh -huh. and then Jennifer's reaction was so like, <gasps> like this thing. 
it would have been better to like have her be like, thank you for everything that you've done because you should like, it is like as an like assistant, I did like getting a nice, you know, the thing that they didn't want from the gift bag or whatever, you know, and that would have landed in a yeah, different, yeah. less savior and more like a real thing. Yeah. To, yeah. Cause know? it would have been more like also it would have been all on Jennifer Hudson and not going back and forth and seeing, you know, Carrie kind all of, proud and like, look what I did and you're welcome and yeah. that kind of thing. And like, yeah. oh, you're being so cute the way you're holding that bag and, and doing yeah. all that, that I, that was like, yeah, I, I, I fully agree. It would have been so much simpler to have her walk up on that and it'd be like a thing and we don't need to talk about it. Just like, this is, this is love. This is thank you. And um, yeah, I agree. Well, they say time waits for no one and neither should payday. To get your money moving in the direction of your dreams, get Earn In. Earn In is the app that's helping millions of Americans feel self-sufficient without falling into debt traps. Earn In empowers you to live life to the fullest by providing up to $100 a day of your pay within minutes of earning it, no mandatory fees, and no credit check. You just watch your earnings tick up as you work, access up to $750 per pay period. It's easy and free to get started. You just add your bank and employment info. They'll verify your paycheck. It's designed to support you in the short term and long term. So download Earn In today. That's e a-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, just type in Just Like Matt under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's Just Like Matt under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Anything else we haven't covered? I wrote down. I've written. I wrote down a lot of like um, just little moments. I was basically like, I love that when they went Halloween shopping, that Carrie Carrie is fully <laughs> dressed like Hudson Hawk. Like I don't <laughs> know, like that weird like steampunk look that she's in is was amazing to me. Um, I love the fur as murder people in that moment. That also felt yeah. out of a John Waters movie in a way that I liked. I was sort of like, whoa, and just like that sort of thing, you know. Then I wrote the Valentine's dinner w fight was crazy, but it, I don't remember what what fight that was. What was that? It was Carrie and Miranda out together with all the Valentine's uh, awfulness around them, and, and oh, was, of course, yes, yes, of it course. It took her yeah. forever to tell her what she said, and then like she's like, "You waited six months to tell me that you broke up my marriage, and you know this is all your fault." and so it was a little bit like, shut up, Carrie. It's not all her fault. But also, Miranda, what the fuck that you didn't talk to her about this and just say, listen. Mm -hmm. you know? Right. But yeah, like you tried to tell me once. It was all of that thing where she was like, I tried to tell you. And I said, okay. because that was, a, I know, I agree. Like Carrie fully mm -hmm. could and should be upset that it's been this long and you haven't said anything to me. And you, we were in Mexico. Me Mexico is where you could have told me. And we yeah. could have had this then. The night that they were all having vodka after the wedding is when, yes. I mean, I know there'd be no movie, but Matt, right. when you were like, this is where I started feeling the like hour and 26 minutes or whatever, or the two, two twenty-six of the movie, this is where I felt it, where I was like, holy shit, like we're just resolving this part of the thing right. now. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> at a certain point, there is like a statute of limitations when you have to be like, I'm beyond that at this point. It's Valentine's Day. This was when? Yeah. Summer? And it's like, 
you can have it then it was just this moment of like oh we're now we're going back to that thing i will sidebar and say i've seen this movie 20 times i mean like it is one of my things that is comfort food so like as much as i can dissect this and go like this is not great like that's why i can do it because i've seen it so many times because i do love it go on yes same same no, and I agree. I mean, I I love unpacking that. And you're, you're totally right. When you start pulling strings of things, you're like, well, then there wouldn't be a movie and there wouldn't be a reason why, you know, every movie, you can sort of find that that sort of a thing. But uh, it did feel crazy to me where we're, we're making Carrie crazy in a way that I was like, I don't know that, I, I think there could have been a more nuanced argument of like, aren't we good enough friends that you couldn't have told me that? And versus like, how dare you have ruined my thing, my chances with Big. When we're sort of like, Let's be strong women here and fuck this guy. We don't care about this man. And let's be let's be better than this. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I think I that's think, what I I think what's hard is when they make that choice to sometimes be strong, strong women and take care of things. And then sometimes they don't. And it's like, right. well, why are we? I mean, and look, I get everybody's human. And sometimes you're just like too fraught about it. But I don't know. I, I just feel like when you stay on the trajectory of who you are as that character. And some yeah. of this plays in, in like, and I know that you haven't seen this through, like in the new series, like when Miranda finally gets together with Che, she's, she makes out with her in Carrie's apartment. Right. Mm. And Carrie like gets so fucking mad, like so hopped up crazy. You weren't there. Like, like people are like, living with her because she had this surgery and doing all these things. And she ends up wetting the bed because she could like, because you were fucking my, you know, my, you know, co-star on the, and just like, ma'am, pull it together. Like everybody's not, <laughs> the world is not your servant, you know, like everyone's while Carrie gets a little bit like everybody help me. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what's good about this, the Carrie Miranda rift is that then you get the payoff of like, Oh, this movie's actually not about labels and love. It's about forgiveness. And obviously there's a forgiveness between Carrie and big. That's a mm. separate issue, but the forgiveness between them and the just anytime they bring it back to it being a love story between the girls, gonna- especially Carrie Miranda. It's like, it's just so good. Yeah. Speaking of, by the way, in back to the new year's Eve, sequence another thing that struck me this time is like when we check in with big two times and he's just sitting alone at a, appropriately so he's sitting alone at a bar sadly eating a steak on new year's eve but i'm like god does this man have a single friend he's he was <laughs> going through the entire wedding and I, yes it's his third wedding but like we never saw or heard from a family member a friend and nothing not true not true at the rehearsal dinner oh he right shitty friend who's like bleh, bleh, yeah. bleh, like he said some shitty stuff that embarrassed him about like this being your like the third time's the charm and that kind of stuff and he was like and it's like oh so you're all dicks you're all wall street right, right. Mm-hmm. finance bros yeah. that's true yeah he was another wall street bro whatever i don't know what big's job is ever honey um did we do it? Any anything we have not left on the field here? I, what? Uh, I loved Joanna Gleason as therapist. I always mm, loved yes. seeing her. Um, the, I love the, the crazy way Kristen Davis holds her baby and like weirdly scratches and pets it under. I've never seen anyone hold a baby like that before, but <laughs> that wasn't fun for me. So, question: I think you already answered it, Jennifer. I missed this. So Jennifer Hudson told. K 
Carrie that Big was going to be in the apartment? Or she found out? No, no. She said today okay. is the, the day that uh, Heaven on Fifth closes. So if you've left anything there, go. And she left the Manolos. Right. And so, so she, she back. so Big, Big also knew it was the last day. So that's yeah. why he showed up there. And so he was there and they were there. And then that's, okay. and that, I mean, like, of course, that's the like, I know. I mean, they they literally say it wasn't logic. It was love. But my logic brain kicked in. I'm like, wait, has he just been hanging out in the closet waiting for her to show up? Uh, but I, I was like, well, I mean, I'm yeah, sure I think, it was explained a bit. I do think it makes sense that there is that thing of like, oh, you have to like, you know, like make sure you got everything out of the apartment. So I'm sure you just, you know, whatever, like, but you, know, you have till five and I, and whatever, who cares again? It's, yeah. for sure. it's like the magic yes. moment, you know? Right. Yeah, uh, and I do love that, and I and I love uh, from like the ending, like the wedding, the way it happens, it, the suit. Yeah, that was yes. really smart because I wasn't planning on seeing the suit again, love and the, the whole suit. idea of like, oh, let's do it the way we actually want to do it and make both of us happy, mm-hmm. and then of course the friends being there, you know, opening the door was and he's like, yeah, was, and they're like, yeah. wonderful, it's like, oh, and your yeah. little joyful heart like forgives every flaw of the movie, and then they're all yeah. eating deadly food, and it's great. <laughs> it's great it's just so good it's you know one of the great epics of our it's it's my godfather same and same. same i'll watch my- it again and again i hope you'll both come back and recap it with me again and again <laughs> well I mean, then- I'll, I'll watch whatever you want me to watch i would i'm i'm so sad that i have not seen this movie until now that's like kind of an atrocity so i'm glad i've i've righted that wrong Drew, I'm giving you the assignment. Okay. Season six. It's like okay. the third to the last episode, and it's called Splat. And it is, okay. it is a masterpiece. Splat. It is a masterpiece. Yes. Okay. Yes. It is, I, I, like, you need to call me or text me immediately because okay. it is one of the best episodes. It, 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 because just everything is, everything is so well done. Save the very last few minutes. You're like, what the fuck? But like, like really? <laughs> I mean, they kind of explain it why it, it is like a little cuckoo, but it, amazing acting, amazing. Yeah, Kristen Johnson. This, I was gonna best. say, is this okay? I was gonna ask, is this the Kristen Johnson episode with Have the title like that? I've seen that clip a million times and laugh my ass off. But you have to see the whole thing. I need and to watch the whole thing and flip out every time because and the setup and then. You also, if you love the real, the scene between Carrie and Miranda is, it's it's my motherboard myself the best. Like like that. With wow. That okay. Done. Easy. Before I let you go, Marin, what are these? Speaking of clips online, I'm seeing Dave Holmes and Ben Wise posting of you singing at, is it Hotel Cafe? Yeah, we do a show twice a year at Hotel Cafe, and it's called the Coffee Shop Arena Rock, and it's. A lot. I mean, such a. I mean, if you like '80s, '90s, and early 2000s music, it's the most fun. The place is packed. Everybody's singing along. It's. I mean, like you've got some incredibly talented people, like Garrison Starr and Curtis Peoples, and you know, Pierce the Veil was there. Like, but then you've got me doing like Rapture. You know, just but like it's always fun. Always fun. You know. When are you doing it again? Do you know? You have a date on. We probably won't do it again until the summer just because uh-huh. everybody involved, like, we don't, A, we don't want to overdo it, but also the guy, Curtis Peoples, who runs it, who's a singer-songwriter in his own right, like, is busy and has a kid now and, like, there's stuff. So 
Um, we uh, maybe some we I think they used to do it three times a year, but when we do it twice, it's you know. But there's it's always always like they did. There was a duet of "Don't You Want Me" and there's. I mean, pour some sugar on me. Like, it's just a fun, great night. Enjoy the silence. It, uh, everybody, it was, it was awesome. Oh, I will totally be there. I, and yeah. I love Hotel Cafe. That's such a fun, I love that space. And I, oh, that sounds like a blast. It's really, really fun. And I want to see, are you guys doing Golden Girls again soon? They are, I don't know if, I'm I, I'm not sure. I've, I haven't done it the last few times, but I'm a part of a drag Golden Girls group. And it's, I, I've been a part, They. this is, this is going to be the 10th year that it's happening. And I did it for a solid eight. And then I just have been like, sort of like, I need to do something else, but I love it. I just saw them do it at, at Largo and they were incredible. And I, I go through that thing about like, sometimes you, you have those growing pains of like, something's gotta go, but I love them so much. And I miss being up there with them. You're so um, good. So even good. though Kelly Mantle was amazing as Rose and was like, oh, incredible. Cause yeah, it was, so I, I'm never say never. I'd love to come back and if maybe, you know, but that, usually happens twice a year also it's usually the beginning of the year and then late summer yeah so we'll see also i just want to say to you in person Marin. i'm so sorry i cut you off matt um no, i haven't been able to see i've been like thank you so much for all that you did during the strike you were such a voice of of reason and clarity and i came to you for so much information and i just appreciate on you know like there was there were just people out there doing doing the good work and you really were awesome and um yeah so thank you for that oh my god my pleasure i was like if we don't pass this thing yeah because, because there was just wild and wild misinformation yes so. absolutely yeah yeah. yeah thank you yes thank you for that and drew last question what is this luca guadagnino movie oh i i it's supposed to come i'm not sure when it's coming out but it's an adaptation of William S. Burroughs' book, Queer, that he wrote after, let's see, before Naked Lunch and after Junkie. Oh, and it's this yeah. very, it's set in 1950 in Mexico. It's this very, very sad, dark film starring Daniel Craig. And um, it's, I was so happy to get to be a part of it. I um, had a blast. So we'll see. I have no idea how much, if I'm still in it or how much I'm, I got to be in it. But it was, yeah, it was, it was a great, incredible time. And to, I mean, it was... Did you work with him? I'm very grateful. I did. Yeah, all my stuff was with him. I got to be like a really mean drunk queen in the bar that I got to be horribly oh. mean to him. So it was really Oh fun. my God, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Was he great? He was the kindest, the nicest, most wonderful human being. Like I, ha I know you're always supposed to say that, but I could not get over and I'm so grateful, I mean, always when someone's like that, but I was intimidated on a, on a film like that. And I think a lot, you know, making a, you know, I, I don't get to get to step into the, onto those sets often or ever. And so having to do these scenes, you know, you hear the stories of the method actors who are always kind of in, and he, he plays a, he gives it a beautiful, dark performance. Like, I hope this is huge for him because he's so great. But every time we weren't rolling, he was just so amiable and like, how can we make this work? How can I make this better for you? Like he was the, he was like your dream that you want to, and you just forget that like, oh, this person is James Bond. And I have yeah. to, you know, and he's in the scenes in my face, like looking at, he's going to punch me in the face. And he's so, you know, so it was, I just adore him. I'm a the fan. Bigs are always great. The big stars, 90% always. Yeah. Great because yeah. they have, 
they want, they need to make the room better for yes. everybody else is so intimidated and yes. any experience I've ever had, you know, with Jane Fonda or Sir Patrick Stewart, Meryl Streep, they're always ready to work and be great and to be kind and to, you know, work the room. And especially the ones that have been around for a while that know that, that know like, oh, that's what's happening right now. Like everyone's nervous that I'm here because I'm, you know, fill in the blank person. Yeah. And they are like, oh, I can easily just take this little bit of time and energy to kind of take care. But, you know, it's hard when, I mean, he's, Daniel Craig was in every scene in this movie and had to give this really, I mean, he's trying to shake heroin in this movie. He's obsessed with this guy. Like, it's just so much in this movie that he would take that extra step is, you know, but yeah, you're right. It's like, you have to, you have yeah, to, you, yeah. you can't get anybody, anybody can't, nobody can get anything done because you're like, yeah, I know. I know. Well, right. good lesson. Yeah. Good lesson. Marin Dungey, Drew Drogi. Thank you both so much. Thank you, Matt. Uh, what a joy. It was a real the podcast toy. was almost as long as the movie. <laughs> <laughs> And that's our show. Please do give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at and just like Matt Pod. And Just Like Matt is a World of Wonder production created and hosted by me, Matt McConkey. Our executive producer is Renee Colvert. Our associate producer is Jess Walinski. And our audio engineer is Justin Matson. Many thanks to Michael Pressman and everyone at World of Wonder. Thank you.